This podcast episode is brought to you by Uncaged with RobinAnn.com, where virtuous women dominate in purpose, passion, and purity. Tired of being sabotaged by perfectionism and procrastination? Finding it hard to focus on one thing long enough to make real progress? Ready to do whatever it takes to get that passion project done? Then the Women Who Finish 40-Day Devotional Book is for you. In this book, Robin Ann coaches you through mindset shifts to fulfill God's call in your life and truly harness your ability to finish what you start instead of feeling stuck and frustrated with where you are. Get your devotional book now at robinann.com forward slash IG. Sometimes in life, you're going to face setbacks, but it's in the overcoming that you actually see what you're really passionate about or else you just accept defeat pretty easily. My encouragement in upgrading your career is to expect and force yourself to predict the obstacles you're going to face. I know, I know, pretty easier said than done. But think about it. If you can grasp how you're going to stay encouraged when you face a setback, then you can navigate around it when it comes and it's going to come, friends. Quite often, you can't change a circumstance, but you can stay positive and control your attitude. In this episode, I interview Ashley Eubanks, founder of the beautyinitiativeinc.org, in which she talks about pursuing and growing her nonprofit organization despite the odds. Listen in, stay encouraged. All right. Welcome, 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 Ashley. Thank you. So nice to have you on the She Ventures Now podcast. I'm pretty excited. Thank you you for having me. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy to have you. So it's funny because you've got a pretty interesting story on how we got connected. And what I would love for you to do is just to share not only who you are, but how we got sort of (laughs) in the same space and you on the podcast. Go ahead. Well, how we got connected um, I actually was, someone told me that you interviewed Jabrina Thompson, Jabrina Speaks, who's also the founder of Royalty Mentoring, yes. um, someone that I admire, um, a game changer that I have worked with, and uh, actually she's poured into me and hopefully I've poured into her, and when I heard her actual um, podcast interview, I was like, oh, I need to check this out, so I was able to actually get that buzz and I've been following ever since. So that's how we got connected. So Jabrina, shout out to Jabrina. Yes. Shout out to Jabrina. That podcast was actually a really fun one to do. Yeah, that was good. Jabrina and what she's doing with the the royalty mentoring program. How about this? Tell us who you are and what you do because you've been up to some great things. Um, well, I'm just a South Florida girl. My name is Ashley L. Eubanks, and I am the founder, the proud founder of the Beauty Initiative, which is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. And I'm called like the pad lady, the tampon lady, because <laughs> <laughs> literally what we do is we provide hygiene to those that are in need. Mm-hmm. And our target um, audience or our target market is those that are experiencing homelessness or either facing a serious financial hardship. So we have initiatives. So maybe we'll get into those initiatives. I don't know if you want me to go into them now. Oh, um, we'll um, get in there. We'll definitely okay. get in there. Um, you know what? Actually go into them now because as I'm thinking about it, I can't even imagine not having good hygiene products, right? As a, as a future 21st century, I'm thinking like what you're doing is so incredibly useful. 
I didn't even Thank think you. about that. So yeah, a lot of and the first thing they say is, "How did you think about this?" And I'm like, "It wasn't me. I was actually teaching um, beauty to the shelters." when they were doing their um, workshops to help the women transition back into regular um, life. So either workforce or getting back on their feet. So Mm -hmm. they taught them things like financial literacy. They taught them how to write a resume and what to actually wear to an interview. But no one really addressed how they need to look on the outside and feel on the inside. So the beauty initiative, hence his name, really started for us to teach beauty. So I went in there to teach brows, lashes, and different things that I love to do with my esthetician license. And I seen a young lady when I was getting off the highway that was bleeding through her clothes. Oh my gosh. And I literally said, oh my gosh, she's bleeding. So, but in the midst of her bleeding through her clothes, she was still trying to hold her sign, of course, to hopefully gain money. And with gaining money, I'm sure she was just trying to feed herself. But when I really thought about it, I said, she She's bleeding through her clothes. Like, how would I feel if I had no other choice but to bleed through my clothes? So I did some research and traveled to a couple of shelters and facilities that actually serve the homeless in South Florida, Tri-County area. And we found less than 300 individual products. And one of the shelters alone houses about 66 women. So, and they had the least amount of products. So these women were going to these facilities and asking for tampons and pads and they were being turned away or they were given one or two. And any woman knows that one or two, you're not going to last throughout the day. So I was supposed to actually go in on an international trip for my 30th birthday. Things fell through. And now I know that that was God's doing. And I said, instead of trying to make that work, I'm going to ask my friends, my family to donate menstrual necessities. Right. And at first, they thought I was crazy. They were like, wait, wh- what? You want tampons for your 30th birthday? And I was like, yeah, just bring tampons. And it got shared on social media. And it, you know the power of social media. We end up actually collecting almost 8,000 products in one day. And people were donating. People were shipping. People were sending money. I mean, people were dropping off actual packages to my school where I work. And it, it just, I mean, caught like wildfire. Walgreens said, whatever you will get, we'll try to help you. And they end up matching what we collected. So that's how we got to the 8,000. And we packaged almost 400 bags and they were distributed out on the street and they were given to local shelters. And I said, okay, I've done what I had to do. I'm done. I can just move on my life, keep teaching beauty. And then a month later, another shelter called me and said, well, we need some of those bags. And since then we birthed it and it's called help her period. And that's what we do help her period. So we do that. And we also now have launched hygiene for all where we give to men, women, and children, all hygiene necessities. Because if you think about it, hygiene is considered a luxury. So tampons were taxed, you know, for years and some States still have tampon tax because it's considered a luxury and it's not covered by food stamps or snaps. So it's something that's really serious and it's um, a terrible taboo issue. And we're just, you know, changing it one day at a time. Right. You know, there's so much to, to unpack with, with your initiative and how you got there. And as you know, uh, part of the series that I have you on for is about upgrading your career. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a 
more than just a passion project. You actually formed this into a nonprofit organization. It's a legit entity. And now you have a set schedule throughout the year on how often you work on it, et cetera. What mm-hmm. I like to do on the podcast though, is really like a behind the scenes, right? Behind okay. the sort of like VH1 behind the music. Yeah. <laughs> what happens is, is people don't realize that, you know, we're created with all kinds of talents and gifts that we have mm-hmm. to unpack and really wrestle with and figure out ways to channel those gifts into productivity, productive work, work that mm-hmm. love, lights us up. And I get this sense from you, just even listening to your voice, that you're very energized and passionate about what you do. And you, you almost, you wear it, you, you speak about it so honorably and with such ease and zest that it's contagious and attractive. So I want to, I want to allow for space for you to tell us how you became you. Like, how did this evolve into <laughs> a career project and nonprofit? What's up? Tell us the juice. Uh, <laughs> and that's what people say, tell me the tea. Like, how did, where did you do this? Like, how did yeah. this come about? And I think, I think that this seed of giving was planted inside of me long time ago. Yeah. Um, my father who worked practically three jobs to put himself through school and to support a wife and three children literally said, um, that he was going to, you know, clean floors at a library. And with him cleaning floors at a library, which he had, you know, got that contract, it was actually the main library in Broward County. And anyone who has been to the library back in the days, as well as currently now, it is filled, unfortunately, with homeless people. And one day, yeah, one day my sister, uh, we were there, you know, running around the library um, while he was cleaning the floors. My my sister bit, I don't know if it was an apple or, or some type of food. And she took one bite and threw it away. And my dad made her retrieve it from the trash can and made her take another bite. And we're like, ew. And we're like, daddy, how could you make her do that? And he said, because there are people out there that are hungry, that they do not have the luxury of throwing away food because they just don't want it anymore. And he says, take that same thing and offer it to the man that's laying outside. And he made us go and he said, go with your sister and she offered it to him and he was so happy to have that and he said like this is all I've had all day and that immediately sparked something in me so for years I always thought that beauty was my thing I'm gonna teach people beauty you know I had a makeup line we did so well and he always used to say that's not it and I was like no like we made it to essence we made it here we've been on yahoo beauty so many different things he said that's not it and when I seen that young lady and I told my father about it, he says, this is it. Mm. And he says, you were born to make a change. And I have walked in that every day since then, because I feel like you have to give to others, but it's not everybody's gift to give. So one of our taglines is giving is dope. So the initiative of right. the beauty initiative is to hopefully light a flame on the people that have that gift that may be buried or, you know, actually don't have it. So my father sparked it inside of me of giving. And with that one instance with him, it taught me that even if you have a little, it may be a lot to someone else. So just give. So I think that's how I became me, the giver of all givers, I like to try to say. So um, that's how, you know, my, my father grooms us into being givers and to give, you know, even if you have a little and even if you have a lot just to give. So that's what sparks my passion to help others. It's just that from a young child, we were taught to give. 
I love it. I love it. Especially the, the uh, relationship you have with your father and him affirming you and guiding you. That's really, yeah, that's really dope. That's really cool to hear. Um, let me ask you this though, in your own progress and success with the beauty initiative, have you had any setbacks or failures that, you know, taught you something? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I think because we're a product-based organization, we have to rely on sponsorships for products. We normally don't um, go after the monetary gains. We try to get the products because our main thing is we have to just push the products. So we've um, fortunately been sponsored by over 15 corporate companies. So smaller organizations, smaller businesses and corporate companies have sponsored and said, we will you know, love to actually give to your organization. But it, it's been a long haul to get up there. So yeah. it was one um, actual corporate company that I seen gave to a really, really small organization. I was like, oh, well, we're, we're doing more product than her. Let's apply. We got denied five times. And on the second time, I was done. So my sister applied the third time. And I was like, nope, don't apply anymore. And then the fourth time, my dad said, we're going to apply again. And I said, no, they don't want to give it to us. Let's just move on. The fifth time I applied on my birthday. So I applied on my birthday in 2017. And I just said, okay, you know, I got my fingers crossed. It's my birthday. I'm going to get it. It'll be a good birthday gift. And we got denied again. And I said, but we're doing so much. And I said to my um, sister, how can this happen? And we just need the products just to give right back to the people. Like, right. how can they say no? And my sister said, something better is coming. And I said, okay, whatever. I was discouraged. Then I had someone call me and say, Ashley, we received a donation and we cannot house a donation and we don't just want to give it away. You've been giving to our organization for so long. We want to give this back to you so you can distribute it. And I said, okay. They said, you need to bring a truck. I said, okay. And I knew it was tampons. And I said, well, you know, I can borrow somebody's pickup truck. No, you're going to need like a box truck. What? And I said, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I said, but if not, we'll just do two loads. And they said, you're going to need a lift. And I said, a lift? They said, yeah, you're going to need a lift. When I got there, it was 60,000 tampons from the company that denied us five times. What? <laughs> that is and so we were asking the we were asking the company for 2,000 tampons, so we got 60,000 on a pallet. They, like, made up for so, all of the other years. It they made up for everything. So that was a setback, and I, I, I didn't take it as a failure, but it was a setback. But what it taught me is that just keep going. Someone can say no, and someone else can say yes, but never give up on the no. So because eventually, when they see my name enough and they see the Beauty Initiative, they're eventually going to say, okay. Let's see what, you know, this little girl in Broward County's doing. And they may come around and actually be one of our biggest, you know, sponsors and donators. So I believe that. But I just believe that what we were given was a gift just for now. So that was a setback for us. And I got discouraged. I was bummed. Really? But I just feel like a setback, you just have to keep going. But that was one of our major setbacks that just tapped into a success story. But we get a lot of no's. <laughs> oh man I hear that that's a really encouraging story like I didn't think it was yeah. gonna be that, that, that deep. like wow that, that was really good caught me off guard 
All right. With that said, like, tell us more about your aha moments. Because obviously now you're a local leader and a little bit of a local celebrity here. Ah! Um, tell us more of your aha moments from a perspective of like making a jump, right? We talked about this before we started the podcast. Talk to me about like aha moments all along your journey that that you've had and that you'd love to share with others. Um, I, I think a good aha moment is stepping out to do something in an industry that you know nothing about. Mm. So I knew, I knew nothing about, you know, nonprofits. I volunteered all the time and okay, I'll be a tutor. I'll be a mentor, but being a owner of a business or a founder of a business, sometimes you're a one man show. So an aha moment is to um, actually see your work, you know, speak for itself to see that people know, what we do they may not know our whole name they may say the you know the pad girl or the help her period girl or but an <laughs> aha moment is to see to see your work um actually work for you hey, so an aha right. moment for me yeah is to see someone say i know you or i know your story yeah. or i know what you're doing so that's an aha moment like wow all these sleepless nights are working or you know people see that i exude the passion of helping others so it's working so those are aha moments for me or to see a little girl say I want to do something to help someone else you know a little girl that looks like me so that's amazing for me or a, a teenager that knows me just as Miss Eubanks from working at a school but say Miss Eubanks like I, I seen you on TV I can't <laughs> believe you do all this and you work with us and I'm like, yeah, that shows you that you can do something too to change the world. So I think those are big aha moments is seeing that my work is working for me um, and that what I'm doing in my labor is not in vain. Those are like aha moments for me. Perfect. It's beautiful, beautiful story. Beautiful aha moments. Do you think, what's your, what's your, like your professional opinion on restarting your career or up leveling in your career? Because I think I feel like you've gotten a second wind, it sounds like. And I mean, you're relatively young. I don't know your age, but what do you think? What are you, what's your professional opinion on restarting your career? Um, I think everyone, if, you, if someone lights that flame or you see that you're passionate or good at something else, I say take the leap, jump. Because if you restart your career and it works or it's something that you're passionate about or something that you're good at or something that you love, it has to work. Because every day I deal with someone that is unfortunately homeless or in need, but every day I feel fulfilled. So I can go and make a lot of money. I was making a lot of money at a young age, but I was not fulfilled. I was just clocking in on the job, doing my job, fulfilling what they needed me to do, and going home. Now, I literally wake up with you know, something that I love to do, and I know I'm going to make a difference, and I know I'm going to be fulfilled, and I know I'm going to fulfill someone else. So that restart, and the restart isn't easy, but the restart is worth it. Yes. So with you actually saying, okay, I'm going to restart and really do what I love, do it. I sat with a friend today that's a photographer, and she says, Eubanks, what they call me. She says, Eubanks, I'm literally going to take the leap that you've been pushing me to do and move to L.A. And I'm, if I have to sleep on someone's couch and do it, I'm going to do it. And I looked to her and I said, and I bet you in a year you're going to have something to show for it. And you're going to have a testimony. I said, just do it. Because if you 
if you don't restart it and do something you're passionate about, you're always going to wonder what if, and I just want my life to be fulfilled. So restart. And I, I tell people all the time, take the leap. If it doesn't work, you can always go back. Your degree is still going to be there. Your experience is going to be there. Your resume is not going to change. The letters are still going to be black on white paper. Restart (laughs) and try it. it. Yeah. (laughs) This is so good. So here we are. We're going to start with our, we're going to get into our rapid fire questions. Okay. I'm really going to ask you five. Well, maybe four of the nine. Um, Four of the, yeah, four of the nine. Okay. Um, Rapid fire question number one is, what is the best tip you've ever heard about career success? The best tip that I ever heard about career success, I think it would have to be from my grandfather, and that's to be committed to your work. Nice. If you're committed to it, you'll do it well. So it doesn't matter if you, you know, are shoveling snow, if you're a maid, if you're a teacher, commit to it. Because if you're committed to it, then you're going to be the best at it. Love it. Number two. What's the best song or success quote that motivates you? The best song. (laughs) See, it's so crazy because sometimes I'm listening to the gospel, then you can catch me with trap music the next day. (laughs) Hey, I understand. Uh, Yeah. I get it. But I would say, yeah, (laughs) I would go for, uh, it's a song by Marvin Sapp called Comfort Zone. Mm -hmm. And it literally says that I'm coming out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to a place that I've never known. And it literally says that as long as you stay true to yourself and true to God, he's leading you and he'll keep you. So that is the song that I listen to when I'm going to speak somewhere or doing something because I have to get out of my comfort zone because this is what I have to do for my community. So comfort zone, Marvin's out. I love it. Number three, what's your personal idea of success? My personal idea of success it's so weird because someone asked me the same thing. Um, I, I think to be happy in what you're doing, mm. to be happy in your life. Money won't make you happy. No. Um, people sometimes will let you down. But I think to be happy because if you're happy and you have true happiness, then that equals peace. And yeah. happiness and peace and, you know, then love. So to, to be happy, to be fulfilled, have peace and love, that's success to me. I love it. And the last question, what book would you recommend to the She Ventures tribe and why? Um, I would say uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts, mm. T.D. Jakes' daughter, Don't Settle for Safe. Yeah, why? Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I believe it's because in the book, she says that in your comfort zone, you won't experience anything. You're doing the same thing normally over and over. It's repetitive. You're in your comfort zone. But if you're not settling, and especially if you're not settling for safe, you're actually charging yourself to take a risk that you probably would have never taken. And me being an introvert, almost extrovert, I'm half and half, I kind of do the same thing over and over because it's safe. And that kind of pushed me to take a leap and really say, okay, I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work, at least I tried it. I'll try something else. So that, that book really pushed me to think about other options in life and to really just live and whatever comes comes and I'll settle it when it comes oh that's beautiful oh that's beautiful here's our grand finale question what's the one thing you believe keeps people stuck in work they don't enjoy 
Um, being fearful. Mm. I was at a job, so I was 15, so I was 26 years old. And it was, I was making good money. I knew how to run everything and I was just comfortable. And someone would say, you can do more than this. And I was like, yeah, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I do a decent job. I'm just going to stay because I thought that this big world out there, you know, I didn't have the, the actual things that I thought was needed for the dream job that I want. And I just said, I'm just going to stay here. And now as soon as I stepped out on faith, I have one of my dream jobs and I love what I do. And I help people every day. So I think fear, but you have to convince yourself, especially if no one else is supporting you, convince you that you have to step out of the box because life is outside of the box. I love it. Thanks so much, Ashley. I really, really enjoyed the interview with you, hearing your story, hearing a lot about Beauty Initiative, your aha moments, um, your journey of getting affirmed and what you do well. And, you know, honestly, you're just such a great personality. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah, man, doing dope things in the city. Thank so you. I'm pretty Thank excited you. for what's ahead and pretty excited about um, more projects and initiatives you have coming up. Is there a place where people can reach you or connect with you online? Yes. So we have a website, Beauty Initiative, mm -hmm. um, Inc. Inc. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're on all social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, um, Beauty Initiative, Inc. Um, on all social media platforms. So they can follow us a lot of people like to see the behind the scenes of us actually packaging, delivering, and the people that we serve. So they can definitely follow us and see what we're doing next and what we're doing currently on social media. That's a big thing for us. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you again. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and an honor. This podcast episode has been brought to you by People's Insurance Services, where protecting is caring. If you're looking for competitive rates for your auto, home, or commercial insurance needs in Florida, call 954-733-8500. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take the time to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher.